Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Jumped on the Bloke in a Bar podcast with Denim Kemp. Earlier today we spoke all about all the news in Rugby League and we went through the first eight teams in the competition, spoke about their squad and changes and the average age, average games played, experience, everything. A real deep dive into each and every team. That'll be coming out over the next two weeks, the first eight teams we did today. So that'll be available on this podcast over the next few days. Or you can go and listen to it on the Bloke in a Bar podcast. This afternoon though, going to drop the first bit, which is about half an hour or so, just talking about all the breaking news in rugby league over the last few days. We're talking Ash Taylor, we are talking Jaden Braley, and of course we're talking Nelson Asafa Solomona. Really good chat, a bit more in depth than my podcast the last few days. Enjoy guys, let's kick it off. Just a bloke in a bar. What is up ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. We're back. We're feeling better than ever. Guru, I've got the great Guru beside me. Mate, I don't think I've ever felt this good. Refreshed and ready to go, huh? I'm refreshed and ready to go. Honestly, I may have caught a new variant because <laughs> I'm feeling aggressive. Blood I'm variant. feeling dominant. And my testosterone levels are through the roof. So I don't know what the variant's called. Maybe Denicron? We'll call Denicron. it Denicron. Because <laughs> I'm feeling fucking aggressive <laughs> and dominant. Uh, it's a great time to be a footy fan because we're getting through those last few weeks. Guess what? About four weeks until the first All-Star match. Mate, I think Maddie said it best last night. The cricket finished and he said it's footy season. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, fair, fair. Let's just get it done. Let's, you know what? Let's put fucking some more trial matches in. Let's play like really obscure local areas like Logan versus <laughs> fucking Bankstown and make that an all-star <laughs> match. How about that? Let's just get fucking start January 1st, season starts, and we get eight trial matches in before the season starts. I, I think that's what we should do. I'll speak to Vlandis. I'm sure he'll be keen on that idea. Um, first of all, brought to you by the beautiful bloke in a bar. I've been having one too many of these over the summer. Uh, crisp, easy drinking. And I tell you what, watching the cricket with a bloke in your hand, that's the dream. That's the dream. I was listening to the Weekend's album, the Weekend, you know, the Weekend's mm. album. And there's a poem at the end of it, and it said... 
You've got to be heaven to see heaven. And when I drink a bloke, I feel like heaven. Thank and then I see heaven. heaven. So if you want to see heaven, like the weekend, well, it's Jim Carrey actually that said it. It's on the outro. Great track. Great. You know, actually recommending CDs. Uh, they, I mean, that's, where, that's how old I am. I just said CD. <laughs> CD. <laughs> um, the weekend, absolute banger of a, of, a, of a CD. But these are the stores that are in the spotlight. GA Richie's, Ellamore Vale, St Kilda Hotel, Armadale, Tats Hotel, Innervale, uh, Inverell, Coogee Cellars Bottom Line, the great Coogee. If, if you don't go to the Coogee Pav, stumble on down to the Coogee Cellars, I'm not here. I'm not here. IGA Blaney, Newcastle Celebrations, N17 Burger Company in Port Douglas, Legends Forest Hills, Wagga, Celebration Jaspi, Perth, Belvedere Hotel, Woody Point, and Saltwater Creek on the Gold Coast. That's my stomping ground, the local boy, the local country boy of Madrabar. Uh, and also, Falvey Celebration Superstore in Goodnar has found some bloke in a cardigan cans. They are limited edition. We will never make those again. So if you want to get down to there, get down to there. But we've got some huge news. All of Newcastle yesterday, basically, I heard the Novocastrian heartbreak across. It was almost a seismic shock Braley Achilles injury four to six months out is this the worst possible timing yes in Newcastle imagine? yes like not even season 22 franchise yes wise, this is for those playing at home KP he's got until I think it's round 16 I think it's June 30th he has to make a decision does he stay for another two years or not it's in his favor and uh it looks like Brayley's going to be out for that entire time. I was worried without Pierce, without Pierce and Brayley. Serious Barney. Like, I cannot express the Barney that Newcastle are in right now because, as we've already discussed, the first half of the year, their whole MO was re-sign Kalen Ponga. And it was already a huge uphill battle. Huge uphill battle. And then to lose Brayley, who was also your captain or co-captain, it is absolutely when they're already light in the halves area. Like that's the that was their whole concern with the Knights was, we they don't have a spine that has played together that is a recognised seven or six. You know, obviously Clifford is is developing mm. to lose Braley, who I think actually had probably career best last sixteen months. Without, I, I thought for the first half of last year he was a top five hooker in rugby. Oh, he was he really was good. Um, that was off an ACL too. Exactly. So exactly. What he could have done this year. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, because <laughs> he was tough. he was playing some good footy at the Sharks, especially towards the end there. Then obviously he, he did his ACL, but when he came into Newcastle, they look like a different side. Yep. They honestly look like a different side. What what, do you, what are your thoughts? I mean, how dramatic is this? Are we talking this could hurt the club for the next four to five years? And I don't mean in the sense that. It's going to hurt the club because he, they play poorly for one year. I'm talking about the fact that this is another obstacle in not re-signing Caelan Ponga. So when you think about the Newcastle season, and Matty can probably deal with this, but the first eight weeks, they play six top eight teams without Braley, without Pierce. I think, I think they play Roosters round one. Uh, I, I think they've got the Cowboys and the Dragons. They're the only two non-top eight sides. Cowboys, they play in North Queensland. I mean, if it wasn't for a barbecue last year, Dragons potentially sneak into the eight. Like, it's yeah. a, it is a tough draw. And then, and I was, I was talking to the NRL physio the other day, and he was saying that <coughs> Braley, best case scenario, comes back five months. Mm. 
sort of did the maths. Five months puts him at about round 13 or 14. Yep. So let's say he plays three weeks before KP has to make this decision. They go by Penrith, Canberra and Canberra. Far out. I was looking at their draw, and I wouldn't be surprised if by the time KP has to make that decision, they've won three games of football. It is a tough draw. Do you think that Newcastle have gone from we need to re-sign KP in the first half of the season to we just need KP not to sign with someone else for this year? You know, just get on the free market and then have a crack at him at the end of the year if we go well. I thought it showed last week when the CEO came out and, you know, the rumours spread about KP's old man getting a job. Yeah. And he came out and said, oh, we're going to sue the arse off anyone. That, it was that like, was oh, aggressive. Very defensive. Yeah. Very sort of looks like you're already on the back foot there. So yeah. now that this has happened, yeah, mate, to be honest, I'm, I'm worried about Newcastle in 2022, but it doesn't compare to how worried I am about this franchise over the next few years. Absolutely. They are going to – if they can somehow get through this, it will be – masterpiece like an absolute masterpiece by the admin to be able to keep ponga get braley back on the field put some wins together towards i mean who knows you know maybe the, there's a rookie that's going to come in and kill it you know we never we never know uh but i would also argue i think Kalen ponga at his best could get them through this yeah but i don't know if he's at the point in his career where he's ready for and that's no insult to kp mm. he's young he's not a 29 year old footballer yep. he's still young so it's I, I honestly don't think there could be worse timing when I, I, I didn't believe it. When I saw the news, I was kind of like, surely not. Like, there's no, like, four to six months, that sounds outrageous. Like, how, how did you... And then, obviously, uh, there was a few people that um, posted about it, and that's when you kind of know, like, look, this looks like to be confirmed. But it is... Uh, for, and for, for Braley personally, he'd, he'd come so far. He'd come so far from a player that, you know, he was good... But he developed into a leader at, what, 24, 25 years old? Uh, yeah, it is absolutely devastating for the Knights. And, and I truly take no pleasure in the fact that they are in a really tough spot. I mean, we were already kind of saying, I don't even think KP's going to stay even if yeah. they have everyone on the field. Like, even if Mitch Pearce stayed, Brayley was fit, I still think they, they would have faced a massive uphill battle. I still think KP would have looked around and gone, Pierce is 32, 33. Absolutely. It's not going to last re-sign. forever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, at the same time, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope I'm so wrong and I miss the mark by a mile and KP re-signs, but I don't know. The optics aren't great. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. Because, because KP is... He's essentially the biggest superstar in our game. When you look at all the, the metrics, you know, his he, Instagram. He's, I know that's not the only metrics, but he is a brand bigger than, you know, probably any... He's that a, stuff matters more now than it ever has. Ever has. You know, yeah. maybe like you've got like a Latrell Mitchell who, who, is, who is a massive brand, but obviously very polarising figure. I don't know why, but he, you know, obviously he's my mate, so I'm biased. But uh, Kalen Ponger, on the other hand... You know, some people, I guess, get polarised. It's mainly out of jealousy because he's, you know, a younger-looking kid that's killing it. But he is quite universally... Not universally loved, but his fan base is just kind of like a rabid fan base. So for a club like Newcastle, who has really, really struggled, basically since they lost Joey, Mm. to lose their next shining star that was such a bright... I I just... How do they recover from that? I think it shows how hard... Because I I look at that Newcastle... I love their front row. I love their back row. Absolutely. They've got two strike centres. They've got good outside backs. But when you don't have that spine, it just... It's almost irrelevant, all the rest of it. Absolutely. Like, Like you can compete, but you can't... You can't... Like, you're missing... 
the cake. You've got the icing all around it. You just yep. you don't have that spine. You're in serious trouble. So especially with the standard of the game now, you, you can't just get away with oh we've got two hectic back rowers just going to punch holes through you because they're, they're really not. You need to be picked apart these yep. days. And where does that come from? It comes from the nine. It comes. And what's even more ironic is. I almost feel with the rule changes, the nine has become even more important than it used so. to be. Whereas when the, the ruck was slow, you could almost have a nine that did his tackles and just got, gave good ball. Whereas now the ruck is fast. You need, your, your, you need a, an elite hooker making high-end decisions constantly, like over and over and over. I just... When you look at, when you look at the Knights and then you look at, like I say, a Storm who have Harry Grant and the Cheese in their squad, right? It's just, it's almost unfair. It is. It's, yeah, it's, and I mean, the domino effect in 2022 is now who's going to play hooker? Mm. I, I, I think Chris Randall will, but I don't think he'll play 80 minutes is it every Kurt week. Mann? Does he well, get, like, all of a sudden, Kurt Mann has to be the 14 to play a bit of nine. You've lost him as an option at 5'8. Yep. Now you've got to find someone else to, so, and if they have one more injury in that spine. <sighs> Like what, if KP goes down at some point next year, which he missed a heap of footy last year, yeah. what, what a Newcastle. Yeah. Where are they scoring points? What's it's, you're totally right. And, I mean, when you look at it, okay, so let's say, let's say you, you've obviously lost Braley, so you go Clifford and Phoenix Crossland. That's a young, young halves pairing in a club that is already trying to build something. Also, uh, Adam O'Brien, he must be going like everything he's gone, he, he would come from the Roosters, and rightly so. He took the head coaching role as you would want to do. That's what you want to progress. And he's walked into a club expecting that he could take the same things that happened at the Roosters, just apply it to the Newcastle Knights, and had a really rough not not a really rough first year because they still made the finals. It hasn't been shocking, but I think that he just hasn't he, he hasn't reached the heights that he may th- have thought he has. But he has also been extremely unlucky. Like the injuries oh, sure. in key positions constantly. That's the NRL though. Fuck. At the same time, it's brutal, but it is, it is what it is. You know, I was just thinking too, you know, when KP's got to make this decision, the three weeks before that, he's going to be in origin camp with other rep players oh. or at other clubs talking to them. It's... And that, that's big because... You almost don't want him to get picked if you're the Newcastle Knights. Honestly. Because you don't want him to go on to talk. Yeah, that's... Put it this way. I know multiple big signings that have changed their decision after speaking to people in Origin Camp. Because that's where the cream of the crop, they know what's going on, they know what coaches like this, what club is like that, they know the right and wrong decisions. So you're totally right. Him going into camp and, you know, maybe being let's okay, here's a here's a good example. Let's say for some reason, and I'm just gonna use Cameron Munster because that's an example. I'm not saying that this is gonna happen. But let's say Wayne has had a vague conversation with Cam Munster and then KP goes in to camp with him and all of a sudden they start talking to each other. Hey, bro, are you, are you going already? Maybe, maybe. Like, this is just a, a, a scenario. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this is how it happens mm. where two superstars come together and say, let's fucking do it, you know? Um, to add another layer to it, I would put money on that Wayne is calling Felice Gafusi and saying when you're in origin camp, Sit next to KP at every lunch, breakfast, dinner. Absolutely. Sell it as much as you can. Yep, yep. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, that, that's going to be the scariest thing when he leaves Newcastle camp, walks into that state of origin camp, <coughs> they're building a new franchise in Queensland under Wayne Bennett. Uh, once again, with all due respect to Adam O'Brien, if I've got a phone call from Wayne. I mean, it's, it's essentially every coach. It is what for, it is, yeah. Yeah, every coach except for maybe Bellamy and Robinson. But, but even, you know what's crazy, is even Munster was wooed. 
mm. by that Bennett magic. Even Munster coming out of that Queensland camp was kind of, you know, in awe of, you know, Wayne and how well he had treated him. And that's a guy and that... he's going back to Bellamy. He's going back to Bellamy. Yes. So, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy times at Newey. Uh, I really hope that they pull through this. I, I, this is what I hope happens. A young guy comes in, he blows the scene apart, and we go, holy shit, how good is this young hooker? Um, I hope Clifford continues to develop like he has. I felt the last 10 weeks of his season was really good. Um, well, not really good. I thought it was, was good. And I hope he continues that development. Um, and I hope Kalen Ponga, you know, arrives as not the young kid with talent, but, okay, this is a, a, a franchise-defining player that can truly take a franchise up into that top finals footy. That's what I hope happens. Mm. Do I think it's going to happen? Uh, I think they've got a... A huge battle to re-sign Ponga. Mate, you look at where they finished last year. They were seventh. For me, the gap between them and six was yeah. a gorge. Like, it was yeah. massive. Um, and I think of the, what is it, ten teams below them, I reckon six have improved. Mm. Newcastle's got worse, mm. dramatically worse. Yeah, I don't, I, they did not look as good as they looked last year. Well, obviously, the year before. 2020, yeah. I was imp- there, was, there was stretches of footy that I was pretty impressed with uh, Newcastle. 2021, I, I never really sat there and was like, oh, shit. Like, Even when Pierce was there, yeah. I was still like, they're not competing with these top six yeah. sides. No, no, I agree. And, and, and obviously, you know, I'm sure Newey fans would be like, well, hang on a sec. They took the Eels to the death in a finals game. That was one game. I never really saw, you know, a stretch of games where I was like, fuck, Newey are, are taking that next step. Whereas in 2020, I actually did see, you know, five to six to seven, eight games where I was like, fuck me, Newey look like they're actually going progressing into that six area. Now, I know they, they faded off into the end of the season, if I recall correctly, 2020. But we still saw that high-quality footy for a longer period of time, I think, in, in 2020. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I look at next year's or this year's competition and Brisbane have to improve. Mm. Cronulla have to improve. Canterbury have to improve. Yeah. Competition gets harder and they've lost more of their key positions. Tough, man. So tough. So, Jaden Braley, mate, all the best on the recovery. Yeah. I hope you get back as soon as possible, as safely as possible. Um, devastated. Now, on to the young... Well, he's not... I mean, he is still kind of young. He's 26, I think. 26, yeah. Ash Taylor upgraded to a full-time gig in the Warriors. I think this is great signs for... Uh, this is absolutely great signs for the Warriors. You know what's crazy is... And, and first of all, I'll ask you, what are your thoughts on the Taylor getting that upgrade? I love Ash Taylor. Always been a big fan of him. Um, I think I always think about the best juniors I've ever seen, and Ash Taylor's a top three for me. Mm. Um, he's he was he was a first, he was a first grade halfback when he was fifteen. He was unbelievable. Wow. Like um, there was a there was a carnival where he was the halfback, and Branko Lee was his five eight, and Branko was just bigger than everyone, so he he dominated. But Ash, he was kicking forty twenties. There was repeat sets from all over the place. He's always yep. just been different. Ash Taylor. Um, you know, without getting into money conversations or whatever. I think it has, has had an impact on him. And I think going to a new club will be fantastic. And he's not the guy there. Yeah. No. Sean Johnson is. He can be the six. He can, yeah, I mean, it's not his jersey either. He's got to compete with Chanel Harris-Devita, Cody Nikarima. I'm really excited for Ash Taylor. I, I think he's still got so much more to offer. It's scary to think he's 26. feels like he's been around for 15 years, Mate. Ash Taylor. It feels like people have been bagging him for 15 years. Yeah, literally. Um, I'm very excited about him. Now... Did you know, now this is from 40.20 on Instagram, 
In Ash Taylor's 115 game career, he's played with 12 different half partners and seven different coaches. That's a new halves partner every 9.6 games and a new coach every 16.4 games. I tell you what, obviously, you know, the million dollar price tag, it was inflated. The Titans needed someone and, and you know, good on Ash for getting that contract. But you cannot tell me, now I'm not, this is not to say that, oh, poor Ash Taylor and he's just been hard done. Not at all. Like this is footy, this, this happens. But you cannot tell me that's the best environment for developing a, a young yeah, half. For sure. I mean, he came in with so much hype as well. It was, and I mean, I'm sorry, is he the first guy to go to the Titans and not be super successful too? Like, it's not like he walked into the Melbourne Storm or the Sydney Roosters. Yeah, I feel very sorry for Ash, I think. And I, I'm, once again, I'm like you. I'm not saying he's played unbelievably great football. Mm. Um, but he's, if, if you think he's got, he doesn't have the potential, you're kidding yourself. Yep. Absolutely kidding yourself. So I'm really excited for him. I think it's a good move by the Warriors. I, I think it's, it's more a case of has this initial part of his career scarred him so much he'll never recover? Or can he push through that block and continue to have the fight to be a high-end NRL player because it's not talent. Even even like last year and the year before, we saw, you know, you see moments of brilliance from him. Um, now, again, not saying that he's going to do that. This is absolutely not a, a case where, oh, he's just been unfairly maligned. No, he, he's played some pretty poor footy, and, and I'm sure he, he would say the same thing. But at the same time, he did have a couple good years, and the environment that he was coming up in, not a very good environment. So... I think this is great, great for him. Great news. I think it could go either way. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, but I'm all for supporting Ash Taylor, always have been. So, yeah, I think if we get the very best out of Ash Taylor, it's a win for Rugby League. Absolutely, absolutely. And a win for the Warriors. If they can get a high-quality half doing his best, like, that would be fantastic for the Warriors. Absolutely fantastic. So, who knows? But the positive is, is we're seeing some progress. It's yeah. not like the Warriors, he got down there and they were like, oh, man, no way, this guy's done. Um, and you know what? At the very worst, he's on a minimum contract and he's a reserve grade half coming in, filling in for you. It's fantastic. And the other thing about the Warriors, I mean, if he was to walk into Newcastle, you'd expect them to sign him straight away. Mm. Warriors don't really need a 5'8 there. Yeah. They've got Nick Arima, they've got Chanel harris Savita, so he obviously has impressed. Would you, if you're the Newcastle Knights, send out the bat signal to Ash Taylor? Maybe. I would seriously consider it. You need Seriously. someone to walk in there. I yeah, I'd be looking at guys like Aiden Caesar, uh, Ash Taylor. Um, yeah, I'd be looking for some experience. I know Ash Taylor is obviously you know only twenty six years old, but just someone because there's I like the Caesar call. So I'd definitely be on Caesar. Like he's, I I just felt like a, a lot of Raiders fans didn't really appreciate what he did for that mm. side going to that that grand final like. What's the one thing that the Raiders have missed? It's just a steady, a really steady hand in the seven role. Don't get me wrong. George Williams, I thought, was explosive and, had some, and played some really good footy. But, and I'm not sitting here saying that Caesar is a better, better option. But I also think that he was underappreciated yeah. at the Raiders because he wasn't flashy, because he didn't do the crazy plays. Look how good Whiten played with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and a lot of Raiders fans don't agree with that, which is fair enough. That's your opinion. But I get it in the comment sections all the time when I talk about Aiden Caesar. They're like, oh, you know, he, he couldn't kick and he was bored. Like, he didn't really have much to his game. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't all be super... You need your, your, your battlers that get through but it. But I would also argue Newcastle, they don't need an out-and-out -out superstar that's going to score 15... They just need direction. Yeah, They've got absolutely. a good side. They've got a great pack that will compete with every other pack in this competition. Yep. 
I mean, I love Mitchell Pierce. Mitchell Pierce isn't a, I'm going to do it all off my own back. Mm. He just, he, he has structure to his He's game. That's all they need. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the Aiden Caesar one. There's, what about this? This is, this is more left field. Do you send the bat signal to Corey Norman? I, I'm pretty confident Corey won't even respond to it. I'm kind of. Do you just I kind of think they already have, to be honest with you. You reckon? Yeah. And I, I don't <coughs> think Corey wants anything to do with it. Wow. Wow. I mean, they're, like they've got to send it to someone. Someone's got to, I, I agree with you, though. I mean, it, it, once you're gone, you're gone. Once you've said, I don't want to do this anymore, especially when he, had, he did have options like Corey Norman. It's not like, obviously, he's not going to be getting an 800K contract somewhere. It would have been a minimum, you know, last-ditch chance kind of thing. Uh, and for him to just go, you know what? Cause he, he, could have got, he could have gone to Super League and killed it, in my opinion. Um, you know, I know sometimes he's, well, I know he struggled for form at the Dragons, but insane. He's, he did make the Queensland side 2020. Oh mate, and there's there's no halves. Yeah, there's no halves in rugby league. We're yeah. we're so short on them. It's not even funny. I mean, and I mean, even if Corey was to go there, he would be the scapegoat at the moment he walked yeah, in. Yeah, it's not worth. It's uh, not worth the online small. bullying. Is not worth the minimum contract for me. Absolutely, yeah, I totally agree. But it it is a good like, it is a good thought process of like. Who's out there? You know, mm. you've, you, like Corey Norman just retired. Ash Taylor just been upgraded to Warriors. Aiden Caesar, I'm, I'm not sure how happy he is over there. If he might be loving Super League. You know, you know, do you bring back Blake Austin? Like, where, like, who else is there? And so the Knights have found themselves in a position where there's no one on the market and they're just in a tough spot. I feel so sorry for the Knights far out. And this is where over the last year there has been a heap of halves on the market, but they had Pierce. So mm. they didn't bo- like. Yeah, it's the. T- it's a cruel game timing wise. Yeah, like because there's no way they're letting go of Pierce if Bradley does this before. Not a hope in hell. They don't let go of Connor Watson either if they have it their oh, way. Oh, Connor! I totally forgot. Oh my god! Like the the last three months, or oh, however, totally six months, forgot. has been a nightmare. It could not have got worse. Who they let go, and whatnot. I totally it's... forgot Connor Watson. And guess where Connor Watson is is basically training to play at the Roosters. Yeah, hooker. Hooker. And that's a fact. Oh my god! Oh fuck! That's fucked. Would have been handy to have KP's best mate in Newcastle yeah. at the same time. Would be like, handy to have their best ball runner essentially outside of KP in that yeah. in that spine area. He, I mean, out of the forwards, he, you could argue he's one of their best ball runners. He, you know, he breaks a lot of tackles. He's he's constantly at high energy. <clears throat> I would argue out of the Newcastle squad, KP is the... Uh, sorry, Connor Watson is probably the most suited to the modern game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I reckon the Roosters have have identified that yep. and gone an explosive hooker that we just need to teach a few things. We just need to train him up a bit. Yeah, we'll Who sign him. play halfback, 5'8", lock, fullback. Yep. yep. Second row. Oh, we were I totally forgot about that, man. That is fucking crazy, yeah, it's man. It's a shit fight. It, oh, I feel so sorry for the Knights. That is... All right. Now, this is really interesting because it gets worse for the Knights. Well, not worse, but, I mean, maybe it does. Stafford Toa, who I fucking had a lot of raps on, big, powerful boy. You get him in a good system, he's going to be good, real good. And I'm sure he – if I remember correctly, he was, you know, made the, the, all the junior rap sides, everything like that. I could be wrong, but if I remember correctly. And when he did play, he looked strong. Like, he wasn't – you know, he's developing still, very young, signs with the Tigers. First, we'll just – go through the Newcastle's pain, do you think it was good to let him go because they've got guys like Dan Gagai, Bradman Best, Anari Tuala? Heimel Hunt. 
There's a few hunt. guys there. I, I think Edric's still there. This, this kid can play though. Um, he, he's he's upside mm. is is quite substantial. Like, well, he he played fullback coming through the juniors, okay. and he was really handy at fullback. Might need a fullback in 2023. Let's be honest here. So, but yeah, I, I think we're scratching the surface of what Tola can do. Yeah. Um, and so, did he made all the rep sides in that game coming up? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure with rep sides, but I saw him play for Newcastle when he was coming through, and I'd be shocked if he didn't make the rep teams. Yeah, okay. he, he was very handy. Okay, so, and he was always playing fullback, and um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the time he played on the right wing for Newcastle so far in his career, and mate, you could get a cold on the right wing for mm. Newcastle because they're so left side dominant. So mm. I really don't think we've seen enough of him because Tuala sort of strapped down that left edge. So yep. um, good signing for the Tigers. Uh, as the one spot I was a little bit worried with the Tigers, their centres and everything, mm. but I think he'll be a good little get for them. I think it's great. I think Tigers, their fortunes have just flipped mm. around. All of a sudden, you've got, you've got a young gun like Toa, uh, Toa willing to go there as well. Um, I think it's a great signing, a really good signing. Adds, what do you got? Uh, Stafford Toa played Aussie schoolboys and got man of the match. Aussie schoolboys got man of the match? Yeah, and he also played junior kangaroos. Could be worse. What was it? Was he playing fullback? Can you tell? Uh, it doesn't say here. I can find out, but it doesn't say here. Fuck. Yui. How old is he? What, what is he, 20? 20, he? I think, 21. 21. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Cool. Oh, man. That might be the first sign. Tim Sheen's been involved in the Australian schoolboys for a while now. That might be him also starting to pull his... Pull it, you throw his weight around? Yep. Maybe I'm overreacting to this Newcastle situation. Maybe I'm overreacting, but to lose a, a junior, like like a junior kangaroo, and an Aussie schoolboy that's winning man of the match at fullback. I keep thinking I'm overreacting, and then I look at it again. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I am. Yeah, fuck, fuck. So I mean, nice mate, everything we're talking about that is without them having another injury all year. <clears throat> so true. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, I'm sure Knights fans are listening. Is going, bro, stop. Um, yeah, just a correction from Maddie. So he played Australian schoolboys, got man of the match, but then he played for the junior Kiwis. So obviously dual citizenship or, you know, however his eligibility works um, after that. Not junior kangaroos. Okay. I mean, still doesn't matter. Kid can play. Yeah, the yeah. kid could, When you're getting man, especially in like that schoolboy side, like that's a fucking hard side to make. Um, and I'm assuming and, fullback. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'd have to assume. If he's getting MOM, you'd have to assume he's playing fullback. Good Far enough to get out. to the wing. Far out. I, I just can't express enough how... The, when you're in an NRL squad, if you get the Aussie schoolboy coming into your squad out of school, that's a massive get. Mm. And, and we, I, when I was part of the squads, you would see that. Be like, oh, fuck, you know, we've got... Um, you know, for example, Darius, when he came into the squad, or when we both came into the squad, uh, it was a big get to have Darius because he was an Aussie schoolboy fullback, I think. And there's, think about it, there's 16 clubs. And you landed, for that, for that year, the Aussie schoolboy fullback. Yeah. He actually played centre. Centre? Yeah. So he's a fucking freak. Yeah, so he can play everything. He can now. play everything. Yeah. And he got man in the match from centre. Yeah. Jeez. Think about it. Okay, so there's 16 clubs. All recruiting, like they're all, you know, recruiting as any, and you get the Aussie schoolboy man of the match in your squad. That you, you essentially you're getting the best center in the country or in the game. You know, maybe it was a one-off game, but I, I doubt it. He made the mm. Aussie schoolboys in the game. 
that that's a massive get, uh, especially when they were a bit light on backs. Anyway, so so apologies, not, uh, Knights fans, but it's just been here yeah, one revelation after the other. Now uh, on to some Storm fans' heartbreak. Big Nelson Asafa Solomona has been leaked to Japanese rugby. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The great Japanese rugby... Uh, you know what's really cool about Japanese rugby? They name their teams the, the companies that they are. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Sony yeah. 13 or something. Yeah. Or like Panasonic. The maybe. Panasonic yeah. punters. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. It's crazy how different cultures just do things differently. Um, but, you know, like if you're a sponsor and you're pumping money in, I'd want that shit. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so he's been linked to Japan. This is all, you know, vague. There's no real confirmation that it's going to happen. But he has been, uh, it's due to the fact that, you know, he has uh, hesitant, he's hesitant to take the uh, vaccine. Um, and in Melbourne, you, to be out of work, you have to have, uh, again, cor- uh, apologies if I'm wrong with this, you have to have taken the vaccine, I'm pretty sure. Um, it has also been linked to other super rugby clubs that aren't in Victoria. Um, but what do you think this does to... Melbourne, if they lose a guy like Nelson Asafa Solomon, I was running some numbers yesterday, and Nas, I think it flies under the radar. I've, over the last five years, he's missed sixteen games of football. Wow, big boy like he that. He missed nine last year. So in the four years before that, he missed seven. I, I looked at Cameron Smith's numbers over those four years. Yep. He missed nine. Wow. So he played more games from twenty seventeen to twenty twenty. That included four final series, three grand finals, two premierships. He missed a grand total of seven games. Wow. Big boy like that. That's very rare. Mate, unbelievable. Yeah. I, I had people say, oh, yeah, but he's on the bench. It's like, fuck, he's running into a train crash every yeah, but, but 15 pe- seconds. People that you may not understand, it's not the game. It's the training. Yep. It's the training that's harder than the game. People love the game. It's fun. It's getting absolutely oost at training. Uh that is, that, that is incredible for such a big fella. I, I honestly think this is a huge loss for the Melbourne Storm because when he was injured for those nine games, and that was last year, wasn't yep. it? They were really struggling to bend the line. And he was when he came back, all of a sudden he was skittling players on the edges. And without the, the, impact, that, the impact that him and Cheese brought off the bench in 2020 and Tino uh, Asafa Solomona was almost the difference between them and the other teams. They would come, on the, they would come off the bench, Tino, Cheese, and Nelson, and absolutely skittle sides. Because um, we, we forget how dominant their finals run was. When they actually came back from the break, they were getting beaten. And we were all going, oh, Storm and done. Mm. And then they, they took them about 10 weeks, got it all together, and that's probably coincides with Nas coming back to a degree. Um, and so if they do lose Nas, like in today's modern game where skittling defences is so important because then you get the quick play of the ball and then it just compounds. I think it's actually a massive loss. Massive. 
We spoke about with Newcastle how they'd obviously regret letting Connor Watson go now. Mm. I think letting this Aaron Penne go to the Warriors. Mm. I think he's going to have a huge breakout year for them. He was in the Melbourne system. Yep. Like the other side of this is that they've lost. Well, they've potentially lost Tui Kamakamika as well. Mm-hmm. That's your two big bodies coming Oof. off the bench. Yep. Um, I know that they, you know, that, that game against Penrith last year, they lost Brandon Smith. They lost Christian Wells. They, they lost two bodies. Like you saw the impact that had on Absolutely. their game. Absolutely. Yep. Um, this is huge. And you look at the guys that they're going to replace them with. They're not those big bodies. They're not. But they're more. I will say, they've got a young guy coming through. I, I think his name's Jackson. Uh, I can get his thing up here. They, they've got a young guy coming through, and he is a fucking gun. He was one of the most sought-after players coming out of uh, and uh, out of schoolboys a couple of years ago. Is that Hallworth? Is Hallworth. That Hallworth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a fucking gun. Now he, he's he, not. He's nowhere near as big as Nelson, obviously, but he's a good player. Uh, he's a centre, though, isn't he? Well, he was playing twelve in okay. um, in school. Now, maybe if I'm remembering it, I'm pretty sure. That might have been Union, which is centre. Yeah. But he do, he's a big centre then, because he's quite a big oh, boy. I think he'll be a centre or a back, back rower. rower. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he'll be one of those um, two. But, uh, I mean... But I'm talking about impact. Yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They've also, like, they've got Tepai Maroa. Yep. I think he could be anything as well, yep. especially under Craig Bellamy. He was really good at the years before he went Very to Very good, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they've also got Josh King, who they signed from Newcastle, who, if he's playing Origin in two years, is anyone surprised? Yeah. Melbourne Storm. Just Craig Bellamy just doing what Craig Bellamy does. Yeah. Um, There's a reason, you know, with all due respect to Josh King, I I think I could have tripped over Josh King last year and not known who he was. Mm, But there's a reason why Craig Bellamy has gone out and targeted Josh King. So I have no doubt that they will get something out of him as well. So it just means that they'll probably have to adapt how they go about uh, their, their footy a little bit. Missing that impact off the bench is just such a big hit. Yeah, see, they've got him written down as a centre. Scroll to the top. Centre. Okay, interesting. He's 193 centimetres. 105 kilos, 19 years old. Yeah. Wow. I think he was playing in the Brisbane competition up there, Union, schoolboys. Okay, so that was the number 12 that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, this is him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they all hold him in high regard. 19 years old, 105 kilos, 193 centimetres. That's a big boy. Yeah. That's a big, what's that, 6'3? 6390 I mean he'll end up 110. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I am yeah. I'm bullish on I'm really bullish on him. I was really impressed with, with when I watched his highlights. Um I I the way I saw him play and I could be totally wrong and I mean actually you know what? I'm definitely wrong because if they put him in center they're right because it's Melbourne Storm. But I actually think laterally in the NRL he's probably going to struggle a bit at center. I, I could be wrong. You know, totally wrong. Uh but I think his body is more suited for a back rower. When I watched his highlights, it mirrored Angus Crichton to a T. That's a perfect when example. When he was at Scott's, totally. it was the exact same. Sort Absolutely. Of, um, and he's bigger than Crichton too, which yeah. is crazy. Unbelievable. Um, him at centre, I, I just don't know how he would go up against, say, a, uh, you know, I was going to say Tom Drewovich, but who's going to go? I just don't know how he would go laterally in the NRL because it's so explosive out there. Uh, Dane Gigo, for example, you know, he, he's... Insane that if there's any system for him to come oh, into, yeah, yeah, this totally. is it. Totally. Like, um, but yeah, I think this kid's got huge potential. Mm. But for me, he doesn't fill that void of a Nass and a Tui. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a different kettle of fish. I mean, mate, if, if, if we don't see... If Nass goes, you've got to remember Brandon Smith's leaving at the end of next year. Totally. There's a lot of momentum the going way, out of that side. The way I see, the way I see him filling the void is... Kind of like Angus Crichton, you know, the, the Roosters don't really have 
big, you know, a big Nelson, the Skittles mm. defences. But they got an Angus Crichton on the edge. They get to a lot. That gets quick play. Like, it's just such a good ball runner that gets quick play balls. And the, the, that's why I was... When I, in my head, when I thought he was a back rower, so he's a centre, so this is all bullshit now. But in my head, when I thought he was a back rower, and the way I had seen him run, uh, I, I always imagined that they would be doing a lot of two-pass shifts, hitting lines yeah. and then going again, instead of just relying on Nelson to do it. But you're totally right. When it comes to the exact same game plan... He isn't a like-for-like. Like. And the hard thing is there are pretty much no like-for-likes when it comes to Nelson Asafa solomona in that middle. In middle there over, isn't, yeah. They really don't play that much football as yep. well on top of that. It's, isn't it crazy blokes are born in 2002 now? Yeah, absolutely. He wasn't alive for the Olympics. That's crazy. Looks cool too. Yeah, he's a good-looking rooster. Fucking hell, eh? How shit's life? You're out of the storm. Worse. You're 193 centimetres. You're 105 kilos. Shit life. Um... Anyway, uh, yeah, so Nelson, I think it's, it's, it's sad, man, the way it's happened. If it was just like a big contract, mm. uh, I would uh, obviously, you know, that would, that's just footy. But I just think that these, you know, and I'm not, we're not getting into it, we're not getting into it. I just think it's sad because yeah. he's, such a, he's been so good at the Storm. Are we worried about Melbourne? Now, I've been saying this for a bit now, um, and not the same as the, not the same as, the, oh, the world's fall, the sky's falling. They lost Cameron Smith. They lost Billy Sayer, Cooper Cronk. My, my concern is, is these off-field things that just seem to be piling up at the storm. And don't get me wrong. Bellamy, one of the goats, he'll be able to turn it around. But it, it, this is new territory. They've, never, they've dealt with losing good players. We all know that it doesn't matter how good the player is, Bellamy will replace that. But this cultural shift and this generational shift, that's his biggest battle. It's it's battling this newer generation that just don't have the same values. Not a, that, that doesn't make them worse people. They just don't value the same things. Now, don't get me wrong. I, Bellamy has been able to adapt over a long period of time, but it does seem to be a much different club to what it was even 12 months ago. And I wouldn't even say that it's creeping in. They seem to be getting in as much trouble as other teams. Yeah. Now. Totally. I mean, for the last, the ten years before the last eighteen months, Jesse Bromwich got in trouble once. Yeah, and outside it was of a that, massive deal. Yeah, it's huge, it's massive. Outside of that, I can't. You know, outside of the, the salary cap or whatever, I can't really think of any other. Yeah. Well, salary cap is not really. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, fucking, different kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. like outside of those two issues from the last ten years, I can't really remember anything else. Yeah, it's and and, and it's it's no like oh the Melbourne Storm are, it's all over like it's none of that rhetoric. But it's just, there is a new challenge at the Storm. I mean, like, they, they could really struggle and finish fourth. <laughs> Realistically. Yeah. Like they, they could be a shit storm for, by Melbourne Storm standards and they finish fourth. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And it's going to be really interesting. Look, I think it, they're really um, fortunate to have guys like Pappenhusen. Mm. Guys like Munster that, that has obviously made his mistakes, but he see, it seems to be that he's really turn the corner like you can see his body shape you can see the way he's talking it's almost like it was the nail in the coffin of like there's no more stuff up to Munster I, I don't I, I honestly think the storm if Munster let's say stuffed up again I think they'd struggle to keep him because at what point do you go mate this this is not the storm way I think with Munster and people think this is outrageous but there was a moment in Brad Fittler's career where he came back in the year 2000 and gave up the drink, mm. got really focused on his rugby league and went to four grand finals in five years, mm. you know, won that premiership, whatever. And I'm not saying Munster's going to do that, but 
the signs so far show me that if Munster's ever going to have that brain at couple of years, it's going to be the next few years. Absolutely. And, you know, we can talk about blokes getting in trouble, blokes leaving, blokes this, that, the other. If Munster is the best player in the comp next year, it mm. doesn't fucking matter. Absolutely. No, you're totally right. When Watching what he did in Origin, and he wasn't even clearly not at his best. He was yeah. fucking on a bend pretty much before it. I've very few times seen that. I've very few times in my life seen a bloke take the game of the highest quality against a team that's supposed to towel you up and absolutely put on a clinic, doing things that, you know, even the flashiest of players wouldn't do. You know, it, it was incredible. So And he wasn't completing set plays. No, no, he was he just was all just himself. playing off his head yeah. in state of origin, dominating. Yeah. That try where he, I think he kicked it three times oh. in eight seconds. Incredible. From one corner to the other. Yep. Like, it's, yeah, it's scary what Munster could do over the next mm. few years if he puts it together. I mean, we're talking about Melbourne maybe struggling. They've got the two best hookers in rugby league. They've yep. got a top three halfback. They've got a top three five-eight. Top Probably five top fullback. Three fullback, five yep. fullback, yep. yep. Uh, centers are damn handy. We've got young kids coming through that we're excited Xavier about. Xavier Coates is probably going to fucking Xavier Coates, go yeah. through the route. Could you imagine how good he's going to play? I think this year Remus Smith will play on the wing, which is where he probably should be. Mm. I think he also improves out of sight. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think the other thing too, that you've got Brandon Smith leaving the end of next year. You've got Felice Cafusi leaving too. It's tough. It's a, it's a really it's a tough transition. time. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> absolutely. It's a really tough time because not only are you, you battling uh, your salary cap, you're battling this new generation that just, just sees things differently, just sees things differently. Um, even me, like I, 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 see the, like I used to see things way differently to the people, the kids that are coming through now. Like it, it was just a different time. So I think Storm, I, th I think they'll handle it, yeah. but I just think that's their challenge is this yeah. new culture and a new kid that you need to speak to and, and manage and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, That's the reality. The game around the game has probably changed more than it ever has in the yeah, last 10 years. I absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, we are going to get into the squads. We're only going to do the first eight <laughs> today. Um, but don't don't touch that dial. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after this break. Look at a bar. Uh, no, not radio show. So. Anyway, I just fucking had an aneurysm. Uh Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 